That's us. And we are talking about spooky stuff in the spoopiest of all the months. This is our special series. Yes. <laughs> which is... Um, special classic horror series of the creepiest month or spoopiest month. October, we bring you the queen of horror herself, Miss Penny Dreadful, the badass goth babe, Mary Shelley. Yep, that's us. That's what we're going to do. We're going to bring you the queen of fear she's she's one of the the starts of it all she's pretty hardcore women yes um and she's gonna she we're gonna tell you about her we're gonna tell you about her work and why she's so cool uh last week we brought you what would be the father of some not goth but just emo probably yeah um angst 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 and opium yeah that's his mo um which was edgar Allan poe or Edgar Allan Poe, whatever you want to say. <laughs> and the so, silliest Poe of all. <laughs> so today's episode is about Mary Shelley, who, if you're unfamiliar with her, she's the one who created Frankenstein, yeah. the book, not the monster. Frankenstein created the monster. And Ghouls is the name of the hosts, not the podcast. <laughs> so that's unique. We're super mm. smart. I love you. Um, actually, it's interchangeable. We're one and the same. Yes, yes. Just like Frankenstein and his monster. It's okay mm-hmm. to call him Frankenstein. We get it. And so <laughs> if you're, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about Frankenstein and the cool birth of that. And then also just like how cool Mary Shelley is. Um, she lived. <laughs> she she lived. lived a life and was like super intense and cool and wrote a bunch of stuff and was a feminist badass lady. Yes. You get a few like of the goth babes when you're in high school. You know, you get mm-hmm. like dickinson she's a goth babe uh then you get someone like sylvia plath so you just get these women who are like we feel <laughs> all the things we yeah we feel and it's and okay to feel needs to know yeah and it's also cool yeah and in that we are allowed to exist in this place so specifically mary shelley she's like hanging out with some important people one her parents are pretty legit and then she also has some interesting friends like lord byron himself who well, he is something. He's huh? a whole <laughs> thing. Um, he's a whole <laughs> to person. Say, to yeah. say that he's he's more. He's extra. He's the most extra of people. He he's jutting. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna dive into to Mary Shelley for this spooky month. We really wanted to give her some some affection and some credit for yeah. all she did for the for the horror genre uh, in our classic horror series. I hope you were enjoying it. So let us know. Yeah. Tweet at us. Getting back to the basics, you know. Yeah. Starting from the beginning. beginning. Started from 1800s, now we here. Yeah, that. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. 
Do you love me? Are you writing? <laughs> Frankenstein. I don't know that song. Saying so you'll never ever leave from beside me. Because I resurrected you. you. Because you'll die. Eventually. <laughs> Just like Aww. everyone. All right. Here everyone we go. dies. Okay. <laughs> so welcome back from our little uh, little blip that we yeah. had there. Um, our little so stuff and things. Here's some questions you might have. Like, who is Mary Shelley? Yeah. And also, why is she so cool? Tell yeah. me about it, babe. You know, like, why, <laughs> why is she the coolest queen goth babe that ever existed? And here's why. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was worried. I, I thought you weren't going to tell me. I was just going to leave you in yeah, suspense, right. and that's how I roll. Uh, that's don't. what this that's, podcast is for. Literally, the opposite point of the podcast. We're supposed to tell them stuff. So no, nope, I just say words. Just leave it. Leave you in suspense. No. And then you do the research. Um, no, actually. I did. <laughs> yeah, no, not Same you. Thing. The listener. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so Mary Shelley was born cool. She was born cool <laughs> in that she was born to two pretty dope parents. Well, her father started out pretty dope and then he wasn't. And he was like, I'm rude now. Sorry, bye. Yeah, he was a big anarchist, but specifically her mom was an awesome feminist. Her name is Mary Wollstonecraft. And she wrote, such a cool name, isn't it cool? Uh, and she wrote the vindication of the rights of woman, which I have kind of read, uh, which is sad as like a feminist. You should probably, we should all read it more, but yeah, she was born to this like powerful woman who, you know, wanted women to have rights and to be able to talk and be equal and like be just as appreciated. And then she died. Before Mary could even know. Yeah. Before Mary could even know. So bad. And it's like, so Mary, and then she had, this is, this is how badass her mom is. And that, so she died. And then the father had to take care of Mary and her stepsister, who was her mom's kid from someone she had an affair with. (laughs) And her dad is taking care of both of them because she was like, a boss bitch and was like take care of my kids and he's like i guess <laughs> uh, one of them isn't mine she's like i don't care but then uh, he you, you love know that child like it's yours and then the story became cinderella in that he got a new wife and she had her own stepchildren or her own children and they treated her like crap and actually they sent her like her other sister that was from her mom away to school and her stepmom was like you don't need to get an education and just like kind of expected her to do nothing but then mary would sneak off to the graveyard to have chats with her mom who's in a grave because she's dead and she's super weird and she taught herself how to write her name by tracing the letters on her mom's headstone because they're both mary that's dope as hell right she's like you're not gonna stop me like you're not gonna teach me to read my mom will and it's like your mom's all alive and it's like i'll still show you i talk to her i have seances and we i just lay in her grave and there's this lovely rumor that (laughs) it's the loveliest of rumors that she mary shelley supposedly lost her virginity on her mother's grave which is probably just propaganda but i will spread it for the sake of her yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's like pretty dope. I saw it on a Tumblr post. 
and that sever- means it's Here, real. I did see it on some other articles that each one of them was like, and eh, this could be a thing. It sounds cool. It sounds rad. So yeah, let's just sign say her that's up. What happened. Yeah. She so. can't tell us. It's been a really <laughs> long time. Yeah. She did other stuff. Like, why not? The thing is, I can totally see her eventual husband, Percy Shelley, totally being down for that. Yeah, fair. She was also seems like a little bit of an eccentric <laughs> individual. Yeah. And she was also like a child. She was like 16. So she was probably like angsty as hell. Yeah. And was like, yeah, let's just My do family's that. mean. Yeah. My mom understands. Let's go have sex on top of her grave. She'll be happy about it. She would love that because female empowerment in some way. Maybe. I guess. Because she's in charge of her own body whatever we're gonna I think go it's it. weird but it's probably cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty hardcore <laughs> it's pretty metal to say the least and then uh furthermore to to really dive into her metal slash goth <laughs> queendom in mm-hmm. that she eventually when her husband percy died she had it she took his heart which had been calcified and she made it into a necklace and she wore it for the rest of her life that's not super gross at all. That's no. romantic. It's it's something. It's Back something. then, people were a whole uh. thing. People were like crazy weird. Like her and Percy Everyone gave Angelina Jolie so much crap. Yeah, with the vial of blood or whatever that yeah. she wore. She had the real heart just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out there around she, her neck. Oh, maybe she was oh. like channeling her. But like, so Mary actually wrote Frankenstein when she was just eighteen. And she had already been eloped with the already married Percy Shelley at just 16. So yeah. she doesn't, there are no rules that she plays by. Yeah, she was just like, marriage lies. <laughs> She's got this like flamboyant sex personality. Let's do that on top of mom. Yeah. Or just like, just writing, whatever. I got that. Yeah. Let's that wasn't go. even her thing. Like yeah. when she was writing, she was like, just let's like. Let's write a ghost story. And she's like, well, I have one for you. Let's go. Yeah. Everyone was writing thing. it. And she took a minute, like, even people who wrote really bad stories. There's, like, one guy who wrote this terrible story about, like, a skull-faced woman. Mm-hmm. And she, like, <laughs> later writes about how, like, more or less passively, but is, like, that was crap. And, <laughs> but he wrote it. And everyone's writing before him or before her. And then she had some dope dreams, which we'll talk about. And then it came to be. But she was, like, 18. And she's just hanging out with this, like, weird artsy crew of like people who are more or less having sex with each other in like the middle of like a cabin with and there's terrible weather because it's like raining and so they can't do outdoorsy things so they're just like we're just gonna stay inside and write stories tell each other ghost stories and then just like have lots of sex yeah and like who has the dad no one knows so no kids get eaten it's great yeah (laughs) yes also like (laughs) your kid probably might not live so yeah, you know, it's that time. You don't even have to worry. Yeah. Everyone looked the same. It's fine. Uh, one <laughs> one little thing I found. There literally was really just like one line. And I didn't really care to elaborate. Because again, I just like think she's dope. And it was that in 1827, Mary helped two female friends to escape to France disguised as a married couple. So That's like, it. She like mulan it? Yeah. Nice. So they can go to France. Cool. Escape. Yeah. That's very nice. So that's what's like a bit was up with like Mary. She's doing a lot of stuff. She's yeah. like all over. She's doing stuff. Yeah. What is furthermore what's up with her? Well, she just had a really rough life. 
but like yeah. in the best way because i feel like it really gave her all that unique kind of perspective that trauma generally does give um like she you know lost her mom like 10 months was it eight months after she was born one month after she was born one month after she was born she didn't get to know her like mom yeah any months you didn't know your mom no i know but i think it was like really early like it was to the point where like she didn't even get to like bond with her mom through like all that stuff because she was sick and then like died very soon after sad. her being born and there was this whole thing around like breastfeeding that was mentioned on the internets. Got it. And essentially, like she never got to do that, and like never got to like have that have a connection connection with her mom because like she was immediately taken from her mm-hmm. um, because her mom was sick. Um, but then, like, also just had very unlucky happenings with childbearing, yeah, and all that other really fun stuff that you just had to do back then, yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, as we said, Mary Shelley wrote things. That was the whole thing. That was the whole exciting that part. That was her thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what is the sitch with Frankenstein? What is it? Um, do, well, do, do, do. essentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was written as like a short story that was told at this ghost party. <laughs> we love this. <laughs> ghost sex party. And then everyone. Oh God, even better. Is it better now? <laughs> I wish I was there. You just want to go around having ghost sex parties. Good to know. Yeah. I feel Birthday's like I'm not going to be there. I'll be there for the ghost part. But I'll be like, there's a lot happening here. They, I don't think they all had sex it in the same room. It was stressful. It was like a swingers <laughs> thing. They put their chariot keys in the <laughs> bowl. And, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. This I don't sounds, know how swinger parties still go. very stressful. I mean, I have no, yeah, no, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, <laughs> but like she told her story and it was really really good and they're like whoa you wrote a thing that's like really good yeah women what you did that yeah crazy so then Lord actually Byron is like my lord me women are for more than just having sex and toying with their emotions through beautiful <laughs> prose and poetry. Yes. That's him. That, yeah. So, yeah, no, they acknowledge that. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was her husband actually yeah. helped, like, push her to, like, really put it out there. Um, but it was published anonymously in 1818. And it wasn't until, like, years later in 1823 that she was actually like, I'm associated with this. Hey. Yeah. Hey, no, I wrote I wrote that. Yeah. I did. It wasn't ghosts. I did it. Yeah. Raising my hand in the back. <laughs> and I think it's like even I and it might not be, but I think it it has to do with her being a woman um, in that it wouldn't have sold if if people knew she did it. It's like and that's a thing that still exists, like with female oh, writers that a lot of the times, like when you see something like I hate to say her name, but J.K. Rowling, um, she's J.K. Like, because mm-hmm. then you can't determine whether or not she's male or female. So people would be more inclined to to read her um 100%. and that happens the thing. all the time sadly they're like women only write about love and it's like no actually we write about murder and frankenstein and things coming back to life and, it's scary. and the vindication of women but i mean stress. very honestly she has so many names yeah like her whole name uh-huh. is mary wollstonecraft. wollstonecraft godwin shelley yeah so like 
her first name could have been Wollstonecraft, and she could just put that on. Like, no Woman one that's after my person. own heart. Yeah, she had like 8 million names. She's literally, she she's named after things. her mom and then put her last name there. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I saying. think that's dope. And yeah. then she also just added Shelly. Like, she didn't get rid of those other ones. Mm-hmm. That's she dope. was like, this is how many names you think I can have? Wrong. <laughs> Society? Have all these names. Yeah, I don't think so. But, um... I also just love how supportive Percy was. Like, because yeah. she just, I mean, it, so the whole story is that, like I alluded earlier, that there was a stormy night and they mm-hmm. were telling ghost stories. And Lord Byron, in his extra flamboyant way, was like, everyone write a ghost story. Entertain me, masses. And so a bunch of poets made them really quickly because they were like, whatever. One guy made a skull skull lady. And then it's supposedly really bad. And then, you know, Byron had his. There's also from there came the story vampire Vampire with Mm -hmm. a Y or vampire, which is said to have inspired Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. So again, all like a birthplace of, of horror tropes and traditions started here. Um, but yeah, yeah, just like of, of hedonism and like, (laughs) (laughs) so Mary, uh, actually didn't, she didn't have an idea for a while and everyone was writing them and she was kind of feeling some type of way. And she had overheard, well, re- legend has it, that she overheard uh, Lord Byron talking about the studies of Darwinism. Or Darwin. Darwinism, yes. Um, just about what Darwin was up to. And it sounded really spooky. Playing with the canary. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she also had a nightmare. Yes. And what she said... I saw the pale student of unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantom of a man stretched out and then on the working of some powerful engine show signs of life. He sleeps, but he is awakened. He opens his eyes. Behold, the horrid thing stands at his bedside, opening his curtains and looking at him with yellow, watery, but speculative eyes. Yeah. That's her dream. She had a real spooky dream. Yeah. And she woke up and she wrote it down right did quick. Did read it good? You did. Thanks. A plus. You read it with words. Oh, babe. You it's read It's really them. hard for me to read things out loud. You did a really good job. I, I would pick it. on you in class and be like, you read the next one. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So she wrote a really short story that, and the the story we know today is nowhere near what her original stories were. I mean, um, it's been edited yeah. a significant amount of times. Yeah. All the times it has been edited. Yeah. And so she, uh, yeah, she wrote a little short bit and everyone, like, even Lord Byron was like, this is dope. I'm he impressed. ran out of the room screaming. That's what yeah. I read. It's that he terrifying. was like, so scared that he like was like, ah, yeah. I'm Lord Byron. I'm scared. And oh, my, my precious, terrible heart. It is, but tragic. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how he sounds. I don't know. I don't think anyone does. That was a he's very long time ago. Was before the recordings of things happened. I imagine he sounded like a little doughboy who wrote poetry and objectified women and oh. used his beautiful words to lure them into his bed and then he left them by the, the side of the road. Dream man. No, he's the worst. No, um, no I'm kidding. Yeah, he's bad. Oh. But he was impressed and that's supposed to mean something. He ran out screaming. Yeah, and then I just love that Percy's like... 
Yeah, oh, this babe. is great. Yeah, babe. You're so talented. My sweet child bride. You're so, my child, not technically my bride because I'm still married. He wasn't like so much older than her though. Like comparatively to the awfulness that I've heard, he was 20 uh-huh. and she was 16, which is not like the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Usually it's like a 45 year old and her, his 13 year old child Cousin. lover. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. But that's like at least like an okay ish age difference. Yeah. Like and at I least mean, emotionally, you're still kind of sort yeah. of on the same page. And they didn't like get married and stuff till she was 18. It's yeah. still, you know what? We're not going to talk about this because we've already sang two drink songs and we're not going to bring it up. Kay. But uh, <laughs> it's not, we're not going to. Today's not allowed is what I have to say. Okay. Two. Um, yeah, he was super supportive of her, even though he's technically married. Yeah. But another conspiracy theory is because during the time she wrote Frankenstein, Percy Shelley's wife, the real one, committed mm-hmm. suicide. But rumor has it. I was about to say, because that's not the rumor. That's like a thing. Yeah, rumor okay, has rumor? it. The rumor is that her father had Harriet killed. Harriet's her name, right? Yes. Harriet killed to save Mary's reputation. Ah. Yeah. I say it's not super accurate because. Yeah, I put in there. I know. I just remember reading a different name. It was Claire or something. No, Claire's this. No, that's the sister. Okay, never mind. Claire is Mary's sister yes. who is one of her stepsisters and she also had an affair with Percy Shelley but she was mostly in love with Lord Byron and then she had a kid with him cool but when here's a fun here's another fun fact fun fact here's a fun fact uh so in the retelling of this situation in the birth of the book Frankenstein mm-hmm. when Mary Shelley is retelling it and talking about like who all was there. She purposely does not mention that Claire was there. She completely erases her from the history of that event. That's so funny. it's like, is it because it's possible that she had a child with your husband and you could not? It's Aww. sad. Yeah. It is sad. But Probably. you know what? She's like, no. she's like, listen, erased. It's like the Hamilton <laughs> song burn. You don't have to. Um, someone will understand. Someone will understand that's my I, references. That's Dave. fine. You don't have to. <laughs> someone is out there for you. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Mary. Uh, yeah, we're going to hear a lot about the different things. Some stuff that uh, was inspired by her, which I mean, is most of the things. Everyone yeah. knows Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I just. As I said with Poe, it's just like it was the underlying thing that led to so many other things. The Mm -hmm. theme, the theme of like the torment and the look what I have created with the thing I didn't know. I like you don't know how bad things can be until you do it. Like all AI is this. It's Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. That's the base of it. I robot Frankenstein. Frankenstein. uh, Jurassic Park Frankenstein. Yeah. We're bringing dinosaurs back to life. It's you didn't know you could do this thing because of knowledge and the morality that comes with this knowledge uh-huh. is what is good and what is bad. And when are you going to accidentally do the bad thing? Because humans are stupid. Yeah. And we always do bad things. Is it Jeff Goldblum 
That's his name, right? Is yes, that saying that that's right? who it is. Here. Jeff Goldblum, when he's like... The Jewish man. You, <laughs> when he says... I'm paraphrasing. Essentially, he says, you were too occupied in thinking if you could that you didn't stop to think if you should. Yes. Paraphrase. Uh, <laughs> he said, it, you know, uh, life uh, finds a way. Uh, yeah, he life did finds a way. That That's his thing. Exactly. So this is that. That Frankenstein was like, I can make someone come back to life. And wasn't like, should I though? But should I? Should people just like, stay yeah, dead? Uh, maybe. They should probably stay dead. Uh, and then Pet Cemetery also came back with it. Pet Cemetery, Classic. Any coming back to life. And then they just keep digging a bigger hole because then he's like, here's a bride from my crazy monster Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, since it is like he's like the father, the monster can definitely still be called Frankenstein. He's just Frankenstein Jr. <laughs> I'm just named after my dad. Yeah. My dad doesn't he didn't me. want me none, but that be more it. Mary Shelley. Have sex on graves and have yeah. ghost sex parties. Yeah. God, words to live by. <sighs> you aren't living if you're not dying and then bringing yourself back to life. Now what I was gonna Someone say. needs to reanimate oh, this go. cold, dead heart. Yeah, no, there you go. That's gonna be my new like Valentine's Day card. <laughs> Can you reanimate my cold, dead heart, or wear it as a necklace? When you die, I'll wear your heart as a necklace. Oh, good. Yeah, you're welcome. Why am I dying first? I don't know. Some st- we watched a thing, and then we are also going to talk about Frankenstein because, well, it's, it's kind of uh, like the big the big finale there, the big thing that yeah. Is the thing. Mary Shelley's the creator, not the monster. Everyone get together. Um, we watched Penny Dreadful. We did. I've I've watched it previously. I had not. It <laughs> and it's good. Well, um, that's not true. I watched the like movie version that has nothing to do with any of that stuff and it's about this girl getting trapped in a car and then this man tormenting her oh but, yeah it's no, very that's scary that's not this it's very scary but it is not this yeah <laughs> yeah so penny dreadful is a series you can watch it on netflix it ran from 2014 and 2016 and it was one of those beautiful odd uh series in which it has a defined end and it stops there cool it was like we're done the thing and it's over we do not have to drag it out <coughs> supernatural ah i mean that's just because they just want to make more money and they know they can yeah or like if it's actually for the art they stop because that's with a purpose you're trying to make something beautiful not just make something to make money yeah exactly exactly cat everyone makes you get mistakes me. everyone has mistakes yeah especially those people <laughs> um so penny dreadful what is this about you're asking Tell me, me listener and here is the words so penny dreadful follows explorer sir malcolm murray american gunslinger ethan chandler scientist victor frankenstein eh, eh, and medium vanessa ives unite to combat (laughs) they unite to combat supernatural threats in (laughs) (laughs) you're great at this they unite to combat supernatural threats in the victorian london 
You sounded straight like you were reading a weather report. <laughs> <laughs> it was and fantastic. straight from the north, we're going to have some werewolves, which yes, is our lovely excellent. Ethan. Sorry, spoiler alerts for Catherine. And then... We haven't gotten that far for me. <laughs> no. Who's played by Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah, he's back. Um, and then the lovely actress uh, for Vanessa Ives, she plays uh, Mrs. Peregrine in the peculiar mrs peregrine and her peculiar children or whatever oh cool oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. you're right she's cool. dope she's a really great actress well, she deserves scary in the second all uh, yeah nah she deserves all the awards she does some really amazing things um yeah and so it's it's what i love about this show and i'm gonna go on a slight tangent about it go for it it's just like it's all the like all this like gothic lore in one beautiful place. So you have vampires. So yes. we just talked about it. It had the voice of the those. birth of those. Uh, it does have werewolves. It has like witches. It has Frankenstein. It has Dorian Gray. It's essentially just They're like. just hanging out <laughs> If you're like, you're like, where is my like English, like AP English from high school catalog of novels that were somewhat gothic in nature yes let's make them into a movie yeah or so a show. you thought you'd never need this here it is all in one show yeah it's like any goth girl like or boy anyone who just is appreciative of this literature that was spooky there is goth i mean person. not overt references to Edgar Allan Poe but there is like there's like an Edgar Allan Poe doll in a scene mm. so he's there um specifically so there's a lot of obvious things so there's like you have like the western cowboy which is a trope you have Frankenstein and Dorian Gray but you also have Sir Malcolm who is in in my opinion a reference to things like when you know, you're hearing about his exploration in the Congo and he's just mm-hmm. like this white guy who's like, I'm going to go find things. Two things come to my mind. One is Heart of Darkness yes, by Joseph Conrad. So it's like white men go to the Congo where they shouldn't be. Bad it's, stuff happens. Bad stuff happens. People die. Important people. But you're going there. You're trying to get artifacts. You're trying to colonize as the white people do. And then, Sorry. <laughs> and then, you know, like, yeah, he's trudging and all this stuff. And then he comes back and he, there are problems because of that too. What mm-hmm. I think about is Lovecraft, like a lot of HP Lovecraft, which we're going to have a whole episode about next week. We will. Because we're doing weekly episodes, guys. Um, Listen to our words every day. Every week. Uh, so a lot of his stories are essentially like these tales where an explorer goes to Africa, finds some weird artifacts or something uh, with the, the ancient ones. Mm-hmm. And in this, there's a reference to like the hidden ones. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, it's just. It's just like the stuff you don't understand. And then it's just like you're yeah. not respecting it or using it. Yeah, And you're unlocking things that sh- are supposed to be so- like not unlocked, you know, yeah. like in that you're, you're, you're human brain cannot even fathom understanding and that's like the whole thing is like you're now we're now diving into the occult we're getting weird this show is like a a weird gothic literature lovers like smut magazine in a show for like that's what like every single thing was just like yes when like 
when I first watched it and like first you, you're introduced to Victor Frankenstein and I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And then it's like, here's Dorian Gray and they're taking pictures instead of there being like a painting. And I was like, this is phenomenal. And then also Billy Piper's in there and you just got to love her as a, any super uh, nerd for her. Just being. Yeah. yeah. Just because she's so great. She's got a nice little accent in there. She's got, she's a whole thing. <laughs> she's wonderful. Didn't expect you to say accent. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't expect you to say the other thing either, but like, I just had you're just ready no to idea go where you were wherever going. Wherever I was going to go, you were going to yeah. be there with me. Yeah. Um, so if you're wondering what, why the, it's called this, uh, penny dreadful is an old term used during the 19th century to refer to cheap popular serial literature. So like today's Pulp Fiction. Essentially, it could be interchangeable with the term. pennies are low in value. <laughs> yes. So like penny blood, penny awful, or penny horrible. It generally just means a story published in weekly parts with the cost of one old penny. The main plot of these stories were typically sensational, focusing on the adventures of detectives, criminals, or supernatural entities. Cool. Which is this whole thing. It yeah, was like... the whole thing. That's the whole thing they do. <laughs> yeah. It was like cool, just like magazines that you'd pick up and you'd catch up on what your favorite detective was doing. What mm. later became like audio dramas so like you would follow like your favorite gunslinger Mm -hmm. you would follow like like whatever spooky like the green door you know like every day or week you were tuning in to catch in and like dive into the story of your favorite character um and that's what penny dreadfuls were but they were mostly focused on the macabre uh like the spooky spooky, (laughs) the spooky uh thinking of like you know, stuff that would have been spurred by like Jack the Ripper yeah. in that time period. So it's super cool. Speaking specifically about Frankenstein in this mm-hmm. is that, so one, there's a first Frankenstein who's um, Proteus. So you're thinking about like Prometheus, Proteus. So uh, nice. He was such a sweet man. And his whole thing with the sea. Spoilers, but so sad. <laughs> uh, just makes me think of um, Moby Dick. I was like expecting his him to be like call me Ishmael, and I don't want to have lost it, but that would be too on the nose. Um, but then the bringing back everything from AP English. Let's go. Yeah, go. Uh, my teacher would be so proud of me. <laughs> but then you have like uh, the OG Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein. In the book, he doesn't have a name, but in the show, his name is either Caliban or John Clare. And Caliban, Caliban refers to um, a character from Shakespeare's play, The Tempest, who, just like the monster, is described both as monstrous. Uh, the quote is, a freckled whelp hagborn, not honored with a human shape. And he's sensitive with a legitimate grievance against his master, Prospero, which hmm. in this case would be Victor. Um, John Clare was a real English poet during the Romantic movement, uh, the same in which these lovely people existed. So that's mm-hmm. like Shelley, Lord Byron, all the yeah. people having ghost sex. Uh, <laughs> Claire had a tragic life. And although his mostly rur- rural theme poems were generally well received, their scale- sales were not sufficient to earn him a living to support his wife and children, just like our poor Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. And uh, especially after he su- started suffering from mental illness and alcoholism, which just happens to kind of come with the the label of writer at this time. Uh, so he was institutionalized due to his florid delusions, which included 
the beliefs that he was really Shakespeare or Lord Byron in disguise. Um, mm. That he had multiple wives and that he was a celebrated boxer. So thinking about putting that oh, onto... Okay. So he just had like some... Yeah, he, stuff yeah he had a lot of stuff yeah. going on. He was definitely deteriorating. Um, and so ha- taking this name of this tragic um, writer who existed during the same time and fancied himself Lord Byron and Shakespeare and then putting it onto this monster, that's phenomenal. This show is amazing. Yeah. Binge it. All of you go binge it. As someone who's only watched two episodes? Yeah. I was so attached to Proteus and I, my heart. Yeah. It's that, and that's the whole show. The whole show does really like, there's a lot of complex things in the background. And again, you're studying the occult, you're trying to find out, but just as like a literature nerd, you're just getting really excited about everything that's happening. And then also just as a, as a viewer, you're getting emotionally attached to all these characters. And Mm -hmm. and even though they're all kind of, flawed you're still like i get it because you're seeing like a the good part of them too like even dorian as weird and boy as he boy man he is Mm -hmm. you're still like yeah i get you yeah the whole thing going on all right yeah i'm here to figure out more about it yeah and i think it does really good for the time period and for the art style and it's just it's scary it is scary yeah like that whole possession scene that was intense. Yeah, half the time there, I was like, is this like, is she just acting? Is she mad at the old man with beard? Mm-hmm. What is happening? She Bring so me with you, father, to the Congo. Bad things won't happen. I'm dying. Why'd you leave me? I have no more clean trousers, father. I'm Did you sorry. name the mountain? He didn't name the mountain. He's so mean. So sad. How would you not, your son dies on a trip that you take him with you to go to. And you don't even name a mountain after him? Did he name the mountain something else? Or did you just not get to name a mountain? He named the mountain something else. Yeah. I hate this man. Yeah. Your son is dead. Yeah. Rude. He's not great. Um, so You deserve to cry in front of everyone. <laughs> so we also wanted to talk about Frankenstein since that's like her, you know, that's her whole thing. And last week we talked about our favorites when it came to Edgar. With this, it's like she has made other stuff. But let's be real. This is what she she came. She saw. She triumphed. Uh, which is Frankenstein. And the story goes that Frankenstein follows Victor Frankenstein's triumph as he reanimates a dead body and then his guilt for creating such a thing. When the Frankenstein monster realizes how he came to be and is rejected by mankind, he seeks revenge on his creator's family to avenge his own sorrow. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was the whole thing. Oh, the whole episode. That's what happened. But there's, you know, it's an, it's more. <laughs> Frankenstein is more. <laughs> Let's dive in, Kat. Let's take yeah, a I deep mean, dive. I mean, there's a lot of thoughts behind Frankenstein. There's all the reasons you think that maybe she wrote it the way that she did that's outside of a dream or all the outside influencing factors. Mm-hmm. There's the fact that it's very unique in its, like, scariness, like, and the way it's presented. Yeah. In the way that, I mean, I forget the, I think it was like something 
Kohler or something. Erin Kohler, I think, was the lady's name. Uh-huh. I don't know who she was, but she said the following. Yeah. Is that the only reason that it was able to be, like, as unique and, like, haunting and, like, sorrow-filled as it was is because, one, Mary Shelley was a mother who had lost mm-hmm. children. Yeah. And, like, that is, like, the worst thing that can happen. And, like, it just gives you this new profound outlook on life. Um, and there was, like, a big thing where it's, like, you want the people in your life to still be with you. You want to reanimate them. But that's a bad idea. Because yeah, when that happens, they're cemetery. not the same. Or they come back as something worse. Or the thing you thought you were going to get just isn't that thing. Yeah. Full metal like, alchemist. Oh. I thought I was going to do a good job, but I did a bad job. Yeah. It's the laws of equivalent exchange. Yeah. And you can't exchange yeah. a dead thing for a live thing. What is the, the scientific components that make a person in their soul? How do you do, How do you make a soul, cat? It's intangible. Know, Where is it? That's the whole thing. And and so what I what I like about that explanation. Pretty is how the soul. Yeah. What I like about the explanation that she is a mother. She wanted ten friends. Sorry. <laughs> She's in this fight. I was really upset I wasn't uh, expecting Yeah, it's super heartbreaking. And then I turned it off and made you do this. Um <laughs> what I like about it is that like okay, one, it's super fanciful. That they have their ghost sex party. And then she makes this based off of a dream. And from overhearing some weird experiments that Darwin was up to. Which had to do with um, some kind of pasta. Pasta? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get into it. I'll talk talk about it later because I can't remember. It's like Firmicelli. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? I probably that, yeah. that, that was like something. something. Whatever. So, like, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Because that's lore in itself. Just like what Mary Shelley has become. Because you have stories like the calcified husband's heart, her having sex on her mother's grave, um, her, like, being, you know, this, like, amazing, just, like, haphazard teenage girl that just fell into writing this amazing story. But then you're like, okay, during that time... Like, she was, 18 is old. 18 is, like, she's already, you know, had this these struggles. She's already experiencing a lot of heartbreak. Her father mm-hmm. has disowned her. Like, she has, like, been unloved. She's the Cinderella of her family. Yeah, she's experienced hurt and struggle. And, mm-hmm. like, she knows what it's like to be rejected. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, she had a very close relationship with the, like, ghost of her mother but like her mother died like yeah. a month after she was born so there's just like a f- natural feeling of like abandonment n- abandonment and like not ever feeling accepted especially when your father replaces your mom with this l- mean lady yeah who doesn't like you he's like i'll send all you brats off to switzerland yeah, you're like rude. i'm gonna parent trap my, my dad and my dead mom no no. So, Can't yeah. What? So, <laughs> what I, I, yeah, because I, I think it, there's truth to that. And there's an honesty to that that I feel like couldn't have existed then. 
Mm-hmm. Like this lore of really a dream came to me and I saw this and somehow I understand science and the intimacy of uh, a father, uh, like, you know, abandoning their child and you have to make it for yourself and that society doesn't accept you, etc. is like, it's just a whole profound thing in itself, but I don't think it was going to be accepted in time. She couldn't even put her name on that first book so she couldn't say this is because i've lost children she had to say a dream happened you know so like i think there's more truth to that dream but she has a lot of like horrible stuff that's happened to her that would make those dreams happen Mm -hmm. yeah she had a really unique experience that made her write a really unique and profound and beautiful thing yeah and spooky and 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 the reason why it's scary and and it's why we do this show is that like you have to think about why it's scary like why does it make you feel that way what innate like instinctual thing is happening in your brain that's making you go like oh no more than just like for me yeah why didn't ask to be in existence anymore he died yeah he died and he was gone and then some asshole was like oh you were resting that's so nice let me reanimate you and then abandon you when you don't know how to like do anything because you're a dead person and you have, you're just, you're, you exist now. And I just shun you because you're just, a I experiment. didn't want to exist and now I exist and I'm here. Yeah. And that's upsetting. This is just, um, I feel bad for Frankenstein. It's not his fault. Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, well, the, the Frankenstein the Jr. Person. Yes. Well, like this makes me think of ghosts in the shell. Mm-hmm. it's like what is a person is it are they their memories you know are they the fact that they look like us like what is it what is what makes a person and we're gonna have to deal with this so soon with and ai yes yeah the uprising. robots are going to be people and then it's gonna be the way that everyone's expecting it to and i'm gonna go into a conspiracy theory i don't care but we're going to treat robots like they're not people, but then they're going to gain sentience and they're going to be people and it's going to be this whole thing. Yeah. I think all robots should look like Baymax. They just need to not make sentient robots. Yes. Because they're just making something that's going to hurt and be sad and we're not going to treat right like we do people. Yeah. And that's this whole story, you know? So she like, she talks about the knowledge for good and evil uh, the invasion of technology into modern life, which back then was like not even technology, <laughs> you know, like but like having that knowledge. Like electricity knowledge was new and, and cool. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Like electricity was the hip new thing, and that's why you have the big bolt of lightning, and it's like Igor, pull the lever, you know. <laughs> and so it's yeah. And then you also have the treatment of the poor or uneducated. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching Penny Dreadful, like he proteus is like a simple man and everyone treats him that way like they're gonna they're gonna take care of him whereas mm-hmm. when you have john claire everyone treats him crap and he's really smart um and then she also um talks about the restorative powers of nature in the face of unnatural events so again it's life always finds a way yeah I, it's like honestly she predicted all the. she just put the baseline down for everything and then also predicted a lot of crap where she was like hey guys just because you can do a thing 
doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And this is a perfect example. And then they made atomic bombs and all this other crazy stuff where it was like, you should just listen to Mary Shelley and read Frankenstein and been like, hey, no, maybe we shouldn't do that because clearly it's not a good idea. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Science is scary, but it's good. You need to do science. But like what I'm saying is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. It makes you mad. And people never listen. Gabe, they don't. I listen. Feelings. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, I said feelings. Let's talk about feelings. Okay. So if you like it, it's I Love You, Ghost Mom. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, it's New Novel Who Dis as uh, that's her reaction to Claire Claremont. Because yeah. who even was her? I don't know her. She pulled a Mariah Carey. She yeah. was like, who's that? I don't know her. <laughs> Super diva. Like, that's your literal sister. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One. I forgot. You know. One. She was also there. Two. Lord Byron. Um. <laughs> so just uh i guess mary shelley how you feel i love my ghost mom I love my ghost mom also i'm one of Proteus's 10 friends i just want to say it yeah yeah i well, love she's my ghost great mom. i mean the fact who is there someone who feels the other way Cause who wouldn't like her yeah they better come Claire, talk to me. Claremont, probably. No, but I need they her need to come talk to me because like nah. Her father. She made Harriet. the groundwork for like all the things. Yeah. And one, she's a boss lady. She Two, is a boss lady. She like is evidence that struggle is strength. Three. Yeah. She's great. She yeah. That about sums it up. She needed to they need to listen to her more. Yeah, I She wrote one the one thing and she wrote real good. And she wrote the good thing. She wrote it real good. It. Yeah, I mean like vampire she put her name super on cool. It. Rude. Yeah, I think gave <laughs> <laughs> you talk about. I mean, it talked a lot. Uh but I agree to to say the least. Uh Thanks. yeah, I Yeah, I love my ghost mom and I wish Mary Shelley was my ghost mom. She is my go- she's my ghost mom. She could be our spirit animal. Yeah. And that like I've always had this kind of like I wasn't a big fan of Emily Dickinson. Me neither. And even Honestly, Sylvia Plath. Most of the female writers just like. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like ever. a cultural thing, too. You know, it's yeah. just like they were fighting against it. And it's it appears as if they lost when you really think about it, especially with emily dickinson is like she just lived in an attic for her whole life alone in darkness um but then you have like mary shelley who really tried and she lived like a free life despite a lot of the things that were going on and she had tragedy like everyone did then but she used it you know like you were saying so yeah the struggle strength it's not the end yeah it made her and i mean she didn't have an easy life and she died of brain cancer you know, and like she looked at fifty four, which is like super old for them. Yeah, so. decent. Yeah, like she and she had one time. child. She did have a child, uh, Percy. Mm-hmm. And Aww. yeah, so named after Dad. Yeah, it's Percy Junior. Frankenstein Junior. Yeah, and I think so. 
what I really like about doing this classic horror series is that we're getting to see like these first like glimpses into what eventually is what we love now, you know, yeah, like we're really finding is. these threads and we're going all the way back. Like with Edgar Allan Poe, it's like, Oh, that's where that came from. Like, that's so fun, you know? Yeah. And to see like how it's like spread out almost like a disease, like a, like a tree, you know, like all the roots, like she put the seed in there and now we have all of these different wells to jump into. Um, there's like several different metaphors in that, yeah, but, a lot of <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying like without her, there's a lot of things we would not have. Like, you know, we would not have, we probably would, but to, it would be different. Jurassic Park would have been different. Like Ghost in the Shell would have been different. Yeah. And it's like this idea that's just been repeated and repeated throughout history. That like in real life and in literacy, literary life like it's everywhere and the fact that this is in 1818 before a lot of this stuff was even like starting to like really happen yeah in terms of like knowledge and power she wrote all of it she wrote the whole thing yeah and then all of it just kept happening they were like lady said it so nah yeah and here we are story of our lives well, what about for Penny Dreadful and Frankenstein? Yeah, I love my ghost mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I've only seen like two episodes of Penny Dreadful. But so, so I can't far. Say so much. But I can't. Well, the first episode I watched yesterday and I take my like go to bed medicine. So I was loopy as anything. And the second time we watched it, about the same. <laughs> but the second episode, I was like, oh my God, this is the best. Yeah. And now I get it. Yeah. Or before I was like, I don't, I don't understand. There's a lot happening. And I don't know what any of it is. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, the second time I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. And then Frankenstein is just like from all the things that I have heard in reference to, as well as I've seen all the, like, the movie versions uh-huh. and all like the things that have followed that just like tie into the concepts that were, mm-hmm. you know, actively brought upon during Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, that it's just like, a really tragic story. He just deserved love. Or to just not exist at all. They shouldn't have done it. Yeah. They well, no one it. ever asked to be born. But then yeah. he had that twice. Yes. Which is just like, kind I'm already of, mad it's already about about the rude. first time. It's like, thanks, mom. Why am I here? Can't help it. Sorry. So you got to deal with me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, everybody, has to be everybody. Here. And then he had to do it twice. That's really rude. Yeah. yeah. It is super rude, Frankenstein. And it, I mean, it all boils down to like, don't, don't play God. And that's what scientists do. Yeah. And it's not going to stop. And, you know, there's only going to be newer Frankenstein, Frankensteinian lore happening now. Like, think about a cool Frankenstein-ass book we can have now. I mean, the biggest thing is it's like people aren't satisfied. Yeah. It's just human nature, I guess. And this just plays upon that and that like there is never enough that will be enough until you like you figure your own stuff out. You can't just like keep adding and adding and adding. You can't have more life. That's not how it works. You have the life you had. You live it. Cool. Yeah. When you get to, you think you can have more, you turn people into monster people. <laughs> it's too much. They're wrong. You need to be satisfied with what you got. Be who you are. Yeah. And be. Stop trying to do extra. And be crazy. 
Yeah, I agree. It's rude. It is rude. <laughs> um, she also wrote a book called The Last Man or Last Man, which is about a man who's sur- who survived a, a plague. Hmm. And he's the last one. Which made me think like of... her surviving all the other people. Yeah. Well, it made me think of the show Last Man on Earth. And then I Googled it. And Last Man on Earth gives credit to all these other people. But now I'm like, I want to read this book mostly because i think it's gonna be awesome but also because i feel like he's not giving her credit it's literally called the last man on earth and hers is called the last man and the premise is that he's the last man after a plague i got angry because she's being not heard again yeah so i'm gonna investigate and then maybe i'll start a twitter war yeah honestly who knows stay tuned so yeah remember to <laughs> if you like us let us know tell us on the itunes or on twitter or just like let us know and if there's any cool stories you know about mary shelley or cool stories you know about any of the classic horror people um next week stay tuned we're gonna be talking about hp lovecraft yeah which i'm super excited uh and then later we have boris karloff and uh, Bella Lugosi to talk more about the cinematic worlds uh, and just like Dracula and Frankenstein and all those good old spookies that we had before. So yeah, stay tuned for the spooky month and then we have a great thing in store for you for the day of the spookiness. You know, it's gonna all be really, Hallows it's Eve. It's going to be really good. And I know we always are like, spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Spoiler it. Yeah. Spoil it. But it's really good. Yeah. It's not going to get y'all spoiled. Gonna love it. Just we won't spoil it. it for you. And yeah. I hope you feel like I do and that I didn't know how it was going to be doing all the classic stuff. And I've been pleasantly surprised the entire time. It is, yeah. So I hope y'all are pleasantly surprised by how great these episodes are. Because I was literally like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. And well, I talking knew about it. I'm like, pumped. oh my god, I have so much to say. Yeah, I was super pumped about Mary Shelley. Um, yeah, because we, yeah, we've it's we've covered learning. some, you know, people, and none of them ladies. So mm-hmm. we got to represent with our nice favorite goth babe, Mary Shelley, Queen of the Spooks. Uh, yeah, she's Mary Shelley, not Mary Shelley's monster. Mm-hmm. Get it right. Yeah. So she also has like six names, and they're all great. Don't get married because they'll get your kids and then you have to reanimate them and then they'll kill the dad. Yeah, it's a lot. It seems like a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Um, okay, bye. Bye.